there, it's Jonathan Strickland, and I'm here to introduce a playlist of 10 episodes of my podcast, Tech Stuff, that are all about entertainment and entertainment-related fields, from video games to television series to films to internet videos from yesteryear. So I hope you guys enjoy these episodes. You can go to the Tech Stuff podcast page and subscribe to listen to all sorts of episodes about tech from all realms. And hopefully this will provide a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of education, and probably more than a few puns because that's kind of how I roll. Enjoy this playlist. Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production from iHeartRadio. Hey there, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with iHeartRadio, and I love all things tech. And today we're going to listen to a classic episode for our entertainment playlist. This one published all the way back on April 1st, 2009. It's all about April Fool's tech pranks. And my co-host Chris Paulette and I talk about some pretty classic uh, tech gags that were done back in the day. Hope you guys enjoy. We have some sad news to announce that they're going to cancel tech stuff and replace it with old episodes of Stuff You Should Know. Yeah, apparently uh, we just don't have the appeal of Josh and Chuck. So uh, We tried to hire Ira Glass to do uh, this HowStuffWorks.com life, but he right. wasn't available. And we really wanted to see if someone out there would draw a comic strip of us just like Josh and Chuck got. But um, yeah. Since yeah. I'm animated and not actually a real person. That was a problem. So I guess now we can just take the rest of this time to um, to badmouth uh, everybody else, and then we can leave in a huff. Okay. Except that this is actually an April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah, it was I don't believe that they're Lane. actually taking it. No, I hope you weren't taking that seriously. Um, if you were, uh, gotcha. <laughs> so anyway, April Fools. April Fools has been really big in the tech sector for a really long time, and there are some tech journalists who absolutely despise April first with all their heart. Can't imagine why. Yes, with a hatred that burns brighter than a thousand exploding suns. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it's because this is the day when a lot of people think they're really clever and they make goofy jokes across the internet, and some of them are really funny. Some of them aren't so funny, and some of them are convincing enough to send the nation into a tizzy every year around this time. Truthfully, I think um, on the web, it's gotten to be sort of a, a situation where everybody goes looking for the funky websites. Yeah, there are actually websites out there that just all they do is aggregate all the different April Fool's jokes that that people notice as the day goes on they'll they'll submit say it's almost like a dig except it's specifically for april fool's pranks and uh i think snopes.com sometimes does it and mm -hmm. some other sites probably do as well so yeah you can just keep your eyes open for that but there's certain um well there's certain websites out there that have made a reputation out of creating funny little April Fool's gags that we can talk about. I've got two in particular I was thinking of that we could chat about for just a second. All right. One of those would be ThinkGeek. Ah, uh, yes. ThinkGeek, the uh, website that 
offers various toys and gadgets for the geek you know and love. And the uh, the Mountain Dew swilling cubicle dweller who works on tech stuff. Yeah, actually, we should um go ahead. And, you know, that's a good way of uh, pointing out that a lot of the gag gifts, the April Fools' gifts that Think Geek has come out with over the years, have to do with caffeine. That's true. And Geek's fascination with caffeine. So they're, they're. Well, they sell caffeinated soap, and that's not a joke. No, that really is a product <laughs> they actually sell. Yeah. So you would, that, that of course makes these other caffeinated pro- products semi believable. Right. So you might actually fall for them. Uh huh. For example, uh, the first year they ever did any April Fool's stuff, one of the products they offered was caffeinated meatloaf. <laughs> I'd eat that. Yeah, I'm sure you would. They also have offered things like uh, the Cafederm patch. So it'd be <laughs> sort of like a, a, a nicotine patch. Um, a caffeine inhaler where you could just <laughs> inhale your caffeine directly and get that blast as soon as possible. Um, I'd inhale that. They also, uh, what about Spaztroids, the caffeinated <laughs> cereal? Ah, uh, yes. So yeah, caffeine yeah, they- is big over at Think Geek. Yeah, they'd, they'd probably make fun of, you know, make up some caffeinated mints, except they sell those, too. Yes, they do. And they have plenty of other uh, jokes that they have, have put on all of us throughout the years. I know and some of them gonna... have backfired, but we'll get to the backfired one. That, oh, okay. That's the... That's the uh, I knew you were going to go there. The piece de resistance, yeah. as my, my uncle would say. But some of the other things they've said that they were going to offer on April 1st include remnants of the Mir space station, mm-hmm. uh, an Atari 2600 system. They offered that for a brand new Atari 2600 on April 1st. Um, Wheaton X, which was an operating system created by Will Wheaton. Actually, uh, I bet he'd get a real kick out of doing I'm that. Sure, I'm sure that he did get a real kick out of that. <laughs> uh, they, they offered Duke Nukin forever. Uh, notice that the it was Nuken, not Nukum. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had a, a PC Easy Bake Oven that would attach via USB cable. You mean that's not real? Uh, not at the time that they offered it. Yeah, I was going to say. Might be now. They also had a USB fondue set, USB tanning center. Uh, they were, they're big on the USB devices. Um, well, so is everyone else, which is why it makes them believable. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite, bef- until we get to the backfire one anyway, is the Betamax to HD DVD converter. Ah, uh, yeah. So you could convert all those Betamax videos to HD DVD. That was awesome. Now, of course, we all know that's a lie because HD DVD doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, it's gone the way of Betamax. Except I think more people are using Betamax now than HD DVD. Considering professionals still use it. Probably. Uh, but the one that backfired on them was last year, 2008, they introduced the Soundtrack T-shirt, a shirt with a speaker in it that would um, play pre-recorded sounds. And I think they even had an, uh, a slot for a, a card so you could insert your own music if you wanted to. Uh-huh. And they had this goofy video of a guy going through all these different scenarios. And every scenario, he had the perfect music to play in the background so that it would be uh, the right mood. So like in the, the chase scene, he had chase music. And uh, in the fight scene, it was a showdown music. And in the love scene, it was that wonderful 70s waka taka wow music. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there were so many people who wrote in and said, this is a great idea. They said, why don't we do this? And so they did. And now you can actually buy a soundtrack T-shirt on Think Geek, which before was just a joke. Well, you know what? I'm willing to bet, having been a Think Geek customer for, for several years, that they would love 
if they could do that every year and have one product that took off so well in its fakeness that they wanted to actually make it a real thing, I bet they would do that. Yeah, I they would be happy with it. I don't think that would have been a, a burden no, to them. Uh, yeah. Not in the least. Uh, another website that's known for doing lots and lots of jokes, mm-hmm. Google. True. So not only are they uh, taking all your information and putting it up on the web for you, they are making light of it as well. So here's some of the Google jokes that have happened over the years. There was the Google Mentalplex. That was a uh, device that you were supposed to just stare at and think about what you wanted to search for and then click on it and your search results would come up. And if you did this, the search results were all about April Fool's. Mm-hmm. And you got a message at the top saying there were too many voices in your head and it couldn't get the right search results. <laughs> uh, then they had Pigeon Rank, which is where they revealed I that PageRank, right, where, where they, they revealed the secret to their search engine results pages were uh, a battalion of pigeons that would type them up in real time. Uh, there was the Google Gulp. That was a, a drink that would make you more intelligent and make you better at searching on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Google Romance, where you could find your soulmate by searching certain terms. You would find other people who are also searching for it, supposedly. There was a Gmail paper, where you could oh, send yes. an email. It, they would convert your email to hard copy format in paper, complete with advertising, uh-huh. and then deliver it to the person that you were sending it to. So essentially it was a letter. Now, of course, again, this is just a joke. Chris and I will be back to talk more about tech pranks in just a moment. But first, let's take a quick break. There was the Google Toilet Internet Service Provider, where they were supposedly running uh, uh, internet cables through the sewer system. Uh, and you would thus have a toilet that was hooked up to the internet and would act as your wireless router. And then, of course, there was G'day, G-D-A-Y, which was an Australian-based web search engine that could search for uh, web pages that hadn't even been uploaded yet. They could search for web pages 24 hours before they came to exist because, of course, Australia is a day ahead of us. True. <laughs> And weren't they going to build an interstellar base, too? Yes, there was the Copernicus, which was a, a moon base. Ah. Yes. You know, you can find all those online still. Yeah. So if you are, are curious to read the whole thing, and, and some of them have some quite amusing illustrations, too. So right. And they're, these I are really long, they're great. long jokes. And, and it's, just, it's not just like a long joke with a punchline at the end. They're punchlines throughout the whole thing. Yep. So let's see. You have any more sites? Uh, no, those were the two big sites. I've got plenty of other jokes, but I figured I'd give you a chance to talk for a while so I can drink my tea. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> I uh, I started doing research, and I, I found a list of some very famous ones at the Museum of Hoaxes. Um, and basically, I just I found tons of them. And, uh, of course, there are all kinds, like the, uh, uh, the Taco Bell buying the Liberty Bell. Right. And uh, some of the other ones. But... I I stuck with some of the tech stuff, and some of them I had never even heard of. Um, You know, talking about, uh, you know, John C. Dvorak. Ah, yes. And uh, PC computing, talking about the bill going through Congress. And uh, apparently it was going to make it illegal to surf the Internet while you were drinking. Right, because you can't drink uh, drink and drive on the Internet superhighway. That's right. Of course, nobody gets the fact that the uh, the bill's number is 040194. Right. He wrote this in... 1994. April 1st, 1994. Uh, and the contact for that, uh, by the way, if you're interested, is uh, Lerpa Sloof. 
which right. is uh, April Fool's spelled backwards. Right. Apparently, uh, Sedward, Senator Edward Kennedy's office had to field a lot of phone calls because people said he was sponsoring this bill. Right. And so people were calling his office to complain that uh, they didn't want this you, to You pass. know, Dvorak's gotten a lot crankier since then. I know. But, I know. man, and that was way back in 1994. Think about that. The World Wide Web was essentially two years old at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. Okay, here's here's another one, actually. Uh, in 1984, there was an announcement going around that the uh, Soviet Union was going to join uh, Usenet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, here's another one that backfired, because it was it came from an address uh, from uh, Chernyenko at Kremvax. Uh, for those of you who are probably the majority of our audience who don't know what a Vax is, it was a giant uh, mainframe-ish computer uh, from digital, which later evolved into Compaq and then HP. Um, and, uh, you know, these giant computers were how you used to get on the Internet. And everybody freaked out. They said, oh, this is great. You know, they want to join the, the global community. Well, it turned out it was a sort of a wishful thinking hoax for, for, uh, for a prank. But um, in 1990, when they actually came around, they chose Kremvax. Oh, so in honor nice. of that, is there as their uh, their host name? So kind of gives you the warm fuzzies. That's kind of a you know, all right, all right, you got us, but uh, you know, uh, but there's tons of those uh, little stuff like in 1980, the BBC and they love their pranks too. Oh yeah, the said British. that uh, Big Ben was going to go digital. Yes, which just makes me think of the Simpsons episode where you see the the shot of Big Ben and it's flashing twelve over and over because no one's set the clock after the power went out. <laughs> um, well, how about in 1997, there was a prank going around that said the Internet would have to shut down for a full day. I was about that was my next one. Yeah. OK, well, you go ahead and talk about that. Well, no, I mean, uh, you were supposed to turn off, uh, turn off your machines that were connected to the Internet because they were going to clean out uh, email, FTP and Gopher sites. Again, this was 1997 and people and- were still using Gopher. Yeah, they said uh, between March 31st and April 2nd, you were, you should turn not only turn things off, but if you could, disconnect, disconnect them, them so that they would not be affected as the Internet was cleaned. And, of course, that's just a joke. And that joke dates back. I mean, there were jokes that are similar to that that went back to, like, the phone company. When they told you you used to have to place a bag over your phone so that right. when they blew the dirt out of the lines, it exactly. wouldn't get all over your yeah, floor. Yeah, you don't want it to get all over your house. Well, you know, it, it was coming from the interconnected network maintenance staff from the main branch of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Yeah. Uh, actually, it reminds me of another one uh, where the uh, MIT announced that in 1998 they were that uh, they were selling out to Disney for 6.9 <laughs> billion dollars, and they were gonna they were gonna move it to uh, to take apart the entire school and move it to Orlando. Uh, as a matter of fact, they accompanied that uh, with a picture of the, the famous dome on campus with mouse ears on top of it. Nice. Um, you know, it, it was going to have the uh, School of Imagineering and the Scrooge McDuck School of Management and the Donald Duck Department of Linguistics. Awesome. Turned out the uh, web page was hacked. It wasn't actually an official MIT game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that doesn't even follow the real MIT hack philosophy. Well, it, it kind of does, but well, it wasn't it MIT of, pulling it. Kind of shows. Yeah. I mean, MIT wouldn't do anything that would cause damage, and you could argue that by hacking a site, you are in theory damaging somewhat. But sure, um, I've got a couple of of cell phone related pranks. Oh yeah. Uh, in 2004, Virgin Mobile announced that it was creating a line of left-handed cell phones. Oh yes. And all the digital number pads were going to be reversed. And people were immediately excited and thinking like, wow, that's really cool. Let me clue you in, folks. I happen to be of the sinister persuasion 
which means I'm gauche, which means I'm left-handed. And while uh, I might be easier to dial that way, um, I still read numbers left to right like everybody else. I don't have to turn a book upside down or anything in order to read it. Uh, so just a little thought. I've seen you do that. Well, okay. You I don't can't have, fool me. I don't have to is what I'm saying. <laughs> I might enjoy it, but I don't have to. Um, so, yeah, that was a joke. And if, if people had thought about it a little bit more, especially considering what day that announcement came out, they might have figured it out. Another good one, though, all same year, 2004, uh-huh. a Swedish newspaper, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because there's, there's no hope. But a Swedish newspaper announced that if you shook your old cell phone hard enough and long enough, you would be able to access the new 3G network, even though your phone is on the old network. You just had to <laughs> shake it. So I'm, I'm wondering how many customers lost their cell phones in a frenzy of shaking and like fly. I just see cell phones flying everywhere in, in Sweden on this day. It's a, a beautiful sight, although I'm sure it wasn't when you had saw like all the batteries and stuff laying on the ground. Oh, great. You know, um, in 1999, there was a press release about this company called Webnode. Uh, they had gotten this government contract, um, and it was for the next generation internet. Um, basically, you could buy a node for about $100 or more than 50 million of them. And basically, the more traffic that came through your node, the more valuable it would be. Um, unfortunately, BiznessWire, this, this press release went out over BiznessWire. They didn't find it so funny. Yeah, uh, they actually why. filed suit against the people pulling the prank for fraud, breach of contract, defamation, and conspiracy. So, uh, not really so funny. No. I got a, I got a couple of, uh, actually I have a trio of video game ones. Okay. Uh, the first one just comes from someone being industrious and going out and registering a domain name, uh, and it was for a, GTA Chicago, which would be Grand Theft Auto, uh-huh. which immediately made all the fans of Grand Theft Auto think that there was going to be a new entry into the series set in the Windy City. And of course, that ended up just being a joke. Um, another one, which I think is even better, Bungie has a long running gag. Oh, yeah. Pimps at Sea. <laughs> They announced this game years ago. I think maybe 2001 was when they first announced that Pimps at Sea would come out. And not only, not only were you a pimp at sea, but it was supposed to have the most comprehensive and deep economic system ever seen in video games up to that point. It was supposed to be incredibly uh, realistic, and it was going to be a real-time strategy game. And over the years, they have occasionally brought Pimps at Sea back as a joke and added more features. So now it's like the most incredible video game that never existed. It's like Pimps at C Plus? Something like that. Oh, Very okay. nice programming language joke. So anyway, <laughs> the final one in this group is Monkey Island 5. Uh, fans of the LucasArts Monkey Island series. Mm-hmm. I was a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2002, there was a, a, a group called Mixin' Mojo, that managed to contact Dominic Armado. Dominic was the voice for Guybrush Threepwood, the main character in the Monkey Island games. Uh-huh. And they got Dominic to record a bunch of fake uh, sound files. And then they uploaded the sound files on April 1st and said that this might be evidence of a brand new Monkey Island game. And the sound files are hysterical. And you can still find them on the on the web at the International House of Mojo. It's a, <laughs> um, um, or actually, uh, if yeah, if you go there, you can find the sound files. They, they host them there. Uh, you listen to them. They're really, really funny. Uh, but one of them does give away the fact that it is, in fact, an April Fool's joke. All right, then. 
You know, I got a couple more British ones. Okay. Uh, 1981, The Guardian uh, reported that British scientists had created a machine that would let them control the weather. Nice. Uh, you know, that means that they get long summers. Uh, rain, it would only rain at night. And uh, it would always snow at Christmas time. <sighs> you know, might be nice. That's and very, basically very Camelot. They'd, uh, yeah, no kidding. And they'd uh, also send whatever, uh, whatever else to uh, the rest of Europe, continental Europe. We've got a little bit more to say about shenanigans, but before we get into that, we're going to take another quick break. In 1965, this is going to ring a bell with a lot of you probably when you hear it, uh, BBC said that they were going to introduce smell-o-vision, where they could uh, do things on the screen and then you could smell things. And people called in. They they cut onions on on TV and brewed coffee, and they they said, "Can't you smell this?" And people called in. They said they could. Yeah, it's amazing how psychosomatic stuff can take effect. Huh? Isn't that uh, isn't that nice? So in 2007, Facebook introduced a new feature, live uh-huh. poke. <laughs> if you chose to live poke one of your friends, then Facebook would send a physical person to go out to that friend and poke them. Except not really, because it was a joke. <laughs> That's an awesome joke. Like, live poke my buddy. And like just thinking about this person, like, all right, tracking that person down and then running after him down the streets of wherever. No, I have to poke you. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Uh, And then uh, here's another good one. In 2008, Mm -hmm. you remember what happened in 2008 at YouTube? Uh, Where every single featured video went to Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. The YouTube Rickrolled the Internet. Yep. Uh, I have completely blocked that. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. And then I have a trio of iPod ones real quick. iPod ones, okay. Yeah, so there was uh, Gear 4 in 2006 unveiled the Iron, which was supposed to be an iron iPod dock. (laughs) You would dock your iPod in the iron, and it would emit steam in in rhythm with the music you played. Uh Uh-huh. Then you had uh, Pop Express in 2006, and they announced the iPop Bra which was a bra that featured a pocket for your iPod and controls in the fabric. So imagine changing the volume on your iPod. Right. Okay. Uh, if only you could have seen what I just did. Yeah, and unfortunately, it, I did see what you just did. Way back in 2004, you had the iShave. Application Systems Heidelberg announced it. It was an electric shaving attachment for iPods. You would uh, slide this into the top of your iPod, and it would turn into an electric razor. Sounds like a, a cut above. Yeah, awesome, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, got a couple more. Okay. Um, 1999, uh, they came out with Total Home Remote Electricity, where Otmar Industries of Switzerland was going to let you beam electricity uh, through your house. You didn't have to have your... Uh, you know, appliances, electronics plugged in. You could even make toast on your roof. <laughs> Sounds very Tesla-esque. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, this reminds me of your uh, your Google mention a minute ago. Um, Red Herring uh, brought out the telepathic email in 1999. Um, Tidal Wave Communications, Yuri Maldini, said that... Uh, the technology for telepathic email was created from encrypted communications <laughs> sent during the Gulf War. And they asked him how big it was going to be. And he just sat quietly and said, I sent you an email. And when they got back, it said, <laughs> it's going to be huge. Simply huge. <laughs> Excellent. That is awesome. And uh, I've got one that's that's really dated. Okay. In fact, the New York Graphic in 1878 
told people that Edison had, had created a food machine uh, that would turn dirt into cereal and water into wine. And other newspapers, I mean, Edison was huge. He was sure. the big guy in tech at the time. He, uh, everybody believed him and believed the paper and they reprinted the story in their, their newspapers. And basically, uh, the graphic picked up on it and went, you know, we got all these people. So nice. Oh, so, you know. Well, you know, um, as I recall, how stuff works has had one or two. Maybe. April Fool's articles in the past. You want to talk about those really quickly? I, I don't know why you would consider me an expert on those. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, in fact, we, we have in the past. Uh, you won't find them if you search on our site. You would have to search somewhere else, like, say, I don't know, Google, if you were going to try to find these. But you might find uh, an article about uh, water warfare called How Hydro Ordnance Works. Right. Or... Um, Another about how animated tattoos work. That was very popular. That was very popular. Quite a bit of email from that one. And uh, how cell phone implants work. Also got a lot of email. Well, yeah, partly because uh, it's sort of semi-true. Right. Some of these have actually kind of come true in the in in the years since we've written them. Yeah. But then there's the one you wrote. Yes. Last year I had the honor of doing the. Uh, the April Fool's article, and we wrote about how the Air Force One hybrid works. Right. Um, and uh, we got to, to write about the uh, the latest in airplane hybrid technology. And it was uh, and it spurred a lot of thinking about how heavy those batteries were going to be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sad because we actually were putting a lot of thought to how would we make this work. Well, like, I mean, you know what? It's not really that important. It's a joke. <laughs> no, but we want to make sure we make it believable. So, yeah, it's, there's a there's an art to it. There, yeah, because you want to try to make it at least semi-believable. I mean, if you're going to get onto somebody else's computer and replicate more than, you know, extra copies of their, uh, their, uh, folders so that you can't tell which one's which. Right. Or, uh, reverse their desktop or, you know, something like that. Yeah. You know, you want reverse it to at least be mouse. something that that's going, yeah, that's going to be confusing. Yeah. You know, remap the keyboard. Yep. Yep. All these fun little things. Well, and so guys, while you're out there, you know, on the World Wide Web on April 1st. Just remember, you can't necessarily believe everything you see. Just and keep that in mind. Also, uh, you know, don't fire off an angry email because in two weeks you're going to find it funny. Yeah, seriously. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that walk down memory lane. It's always fun to listen to Chris on the show. And uh, those are some pretty silly gags. I like the fact that even... The the nerdiest of tech nerds still retains a sense of humor. It's what keeps us human. If you guys have any suggestions for future episodes of Tech Stuff, reach out to me on Facebook or Twitter. The handle for both of those is Tech Stuff HSW, and I'll talk to you again really soon. Tech Stuff is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.